There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's going is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good right. luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. <laughs> second captain, first captain, whatever. After last week's World Service output was dominated by the cheating scandal that has torn the chess world apart, I'm very sorry to report another niche sport has been plunged into controversy over the weekend and this one is not pretty welcome to the show hi Murph I can Owen how are you <sighs> Owen god this is a downbeat start to the Ooh. show isn't it I mean I mean can we believe anything we see in the uh, in the sporting realm these days Owen well not according to Anthony O'Connell AJ Smith and Ian Wright no not that Ian Wright amongst others who sent this to me in the last couple of days this this latest scandal comes from the world of competitive fishing and if the Carlson Neiman brouhaha had the anal beads angle so hang on you wouldn't entirely rule out as a general theory the fact that somebody the idea that somebody could potentially cheat using anal beads was a question <laughs> I actually I'd forgotten how many um, how many qualifications you put on that before you got to the words anal using anal beads well, that was all about anal blades. This is all about lead weights. The would-be winners of almost $29,000 at an Ohio fishing tournament were disqualified on Friday after it was discovered their fish were stuffed with lead balls. Hmm. Jason Fisher, real name, director of the Lake Erie Walleye <laughs> Trail Tournament, was immediately suspicious Jeez. when one of the team's fish weighed almost twice what he expected they would at the Cleveland Championship weigh-in. Mr. Fisher inspected one of the walleye and felt a hard object in its stomach that seemed unnatural. It's not like they're eating rocks, he said. And when he sliced open the fish in the presence of Jacob Runyon, one of the alleged cheaters, all hell broke loose. Champ, dude. I mean, we all fucking knew it. What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck? Indeed. Absolute, absolute big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up, Danny. Fuck, man. <laughs> oh, wow. The scandal cast a shadow over the team's previous wins. I, I hate to say again, Murph. Oh, wow. I know you were big into the, the Lake Erie walleye trail scene, and you did want to believe in Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky. Are these real names? Mm. 
Chase these are the Kaminsky names as being reported. Definitely better. Chase yeah. had the good had the good sense to get away from the baying mob before. Like Jacob, one of the two mm. members of the team, is just standing there watching the. I should say alleged cheating being <laughs> exposed in front of his eyes as everyone shouts. I think the internet has already made his judgment. Chase, that, has, Chase has done a, uh, appears to have done a runner by this stage. Anyway, wow. they, they had actually taken voice, stress, and polygraph tests for this tournament. Apparently, this is a requirement, and had passed those. Wow! So, I don't know. Are you? Are you? Uh, are you? Is it in advance? Uh, they, uh, I'm they, sure they there's like a, not? there's like a YouTube uh, video now of like how how to. Pass polygraph tests. If that no, does, you're exist. absolutely guaranteed. I just do not is. know what's going on. But isn't know. the polygraph test just just tests your like physiological reaction to stress? Sort of how you're holding your nerve. Which bad liars feel when lying as much as everybody mm. else. Yeah. But true liars, <laughs> sociopathic liars, will just lie without any emotional response. Because yeah. I always kind of feel like that anyway. You know, you, it's like you, I've only I've only once ever been breathalyzed as a driver, right. and I, it was coming back from electric picnic, and I was like, I. I'm, had I'm not, gonna, I, this is the, the drink driving scandal. This is it. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I had not drank anything. I mean, everyone, I, I, the, my entire purpose to be there was to be the designated driver. Oh, okay. So I wasn't drinking. Yeah. But like, you still wind, feel a bit rattled. The window rolls down. I'm like, am I slurring my words? Why do I sound so drunk? <laughs> 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 then, you know, of course, everything went as planned. But it still, it, it, it did. Uh, bring home to me just how bad I would be in a situation where I had to lie would to not, the lives of but, me. Or even if you were trying ones. to tell the truth in a, in yes. a polygraph test, you would struggle to make it Absolutely. clear so, that you are telling to, the truth. But do, do you cheat in sports? Do I cheat in sports? No. Yeah. Have you ever cheated? No, no. There was that time I was accused of diving by the Clontar fullback after all the giving out I do about the soccer lads on the radio. Yeah. You remember that story? Yeah. But I, wouldn't <laughs> feel, I, would, I, would not, I would not feel that that was cheating. I was not. But I, you did dive. No, I didn't dive. Well. I got a punch in the back of the head. Okay, but so We're you just don't, not a hard one. So it's you don't cheat. You're a by, you're a by the book guy. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, if you offer me the choice between uh, uh, winning and cheating and losing and remaining uh, retaining your dignity you're, and honor, yeah, it's not even a choice. It's for me not here. even a choice. Did so. you know cheating in competitive fishing is more common than many people think? Ken. According uh, to well, apparently, apparently, it's pretty common given the battery yeah. of tests they had to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for doing well, yeah, polygraph yeah, yeah. tests. Ross, Ross Robertson, a professional angler, quote in the New York Times: "People have friends uh, delivering pre-caught fish to them. They fish in prohibited areas. They put fish in cages before the competition. They stuff fish with ice, adding heft during the weigh-in that melts and leaves no evidence. That's what these boys should have done." Like the lead balls are going uh, to get yeah, picked yeah, up. Lead, lead balls is a bit crude. Yeah. You stick some ice in there. Yeah, by so the time they get weighed, ice after. isn't that heavy though. You know, lead is a lot heavier than ice. I mean, and then the ice melts. And I sorry, they, I'm just taking the, that down the lessons like, learned from Ken, the Stewie Lancaster 158. I'm up on like 200 now. <laughs> lead they, is heavier than ice. It is a lot heavier, yeah. but per unit volume, of course. And uh, you know, are they going to be like, well, how did all this water get in the fish? Yeah, but it might be harder to prove. Where did you get, where did you get the fish? You're, you're, in from the water. In that video, yeah. your man's literally cutting open the fish and just taking out lead ball after lead ball. <laughs> you're kind of banged yeah. to rights at that point. It's yeah, I mean, it sounds like maybe they put in too many lead balls. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, but it is terrible, isn't it? Cheating. At the end of the day, they're only cheating themselves. So. Well, no, I mean, there was a cash prize there. So he, they were cheating other people as well. As <laughs> let's, let's not beat around the bush. Did you say... <laughs> It just reminds me actually of some, I can't remember where I read it exactly, but Trump, yeah, obviously Trump is a big golfer and yeah. He's a cheater. So <laughs> apparently there is like uh, security guys were calling him Pele because of his, uh, the way he would kick the ball <laughs> out of the, out of the bunker. <laughs> Pele was the Pele. name for yeah. Pele. 
for a Trump on the course. Even that fishing for Ago pales in comparison with another second captain scandal, perhaps the greatest scandal ever perpetrated on the World Service. At the end of last Thursday's podcast, we pay tribute to the late great Coolio by playing out the show with his iconic 1995 hit Gangsta's Paradise, which Simon is going to add in in post-production. Mm. I'm, I'm just trying to make podcasting sound glamorous there by okay. using phrases like post-production. Yeah. My point is, I didn't hear it go out live. So imagine my horror when I listened back later that evening to find out our esteemed producer here had, for some bizarre reason, faded the tune out early. Ridiculous. I mean, what you know, all the time constraints that we have on the internet. Oh, well, you obviously. Just, you got you got to reset. Just we don't want to pack up the internet so that no one else can internet. I mean, he barely let Coolio finish. Coolio just about, he showed him that respect. Then just as LV is kicking into his final, giving up welly for the final time, Simon starts fading out before the acapella gospel bit at the end. Ridiculous. He faded out before this. Uh, this is outrageous. Yeah. I mean, that's the gut punch. Some would say that's the most iconic moment in 1990s hip-hop music. Wow. I mean, not me, there's a number of books. But that's the kind of conversation we're going to get into right now because in order <laughs> to put that right and by way of an apology to our members, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the second captain's 90s hip-hop week. <laughs> Owen McDevitt, Owen McDevitt from Ireland's second captain show. The second captain's podcast. All five need to be coming rushes. The second captain's podcast. It's finger licking good. Now, I'm going to tell you this too. I have been hurting because I have been having to tell the truth. About second captain show in Ireland. It's something finger licking good special. That's what I'm talking about. And they do look great because we got that finger licking ass right. I have been hurting, Murph. Sorry, was, do we just put an echo on the finger licking there? Wow. Well, yeah. We've really we've a, jumped the shark this, here. Let's just say this was way. heavily produced over a long period of time in yeah. the last few days by Mark Horgan, who tells me there hasn't been a more bedworthy voice since Dusty Rhodes. Wow. When, when talking about Michael that's Irvin, big, that's there. big yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. Send in your requests on Twitter at Second Captains or by email to editor at secondcaptains.com with the subject title "90s Hip Hop." Sorry, what are we asking for here? Or '90s '90s rap. That's important. Murph. Every day this week, we play out with a tune. Suggestions need to be well thought out. Must have good reasoning. You know, must be '1990s hip hop tunes, and will be adjudicated by the judging panel. Myself, Method Man, and Peppa from Salt and Pepper. What's that? Wang, 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 wang. Now, Peppa's not available. Salt from Salt and Peppa okay, is going to be part enough. of the adjudicating panel. It's 90s. This is key. I'm as big a fan of Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott as the next guy. But <laughs> that's 2001, Murph. Does not make... The, well, still, I hear you saying, what about anything from Dre 2001? Technically, well, no, that was released, that. I'm, Murph. Not, I'm not an idiot. Technically, I mean, that I was released. I know what the 90s means. Well, well then you would know <laughs> that Dre 2001 was released in November 1999. But still, it's not in the spirit of things. If you're going Dre, you've got you to gotta go Chronic. Are you Sorry, with me, hold Ken? on a second. So a song released in November of 1999 is not... Okay, maybe I am an idiot. Maybe I do need this explained because that seems to me very much in the 1990s one. I know, Murph. We're going for the older school vibe here. We're going for, you know... Not that it has to be early 90s, but if you're going Dre, what I'm saying is go early, Dre. Hmm. 
Dre 2001. That might have been might as well have been released five years ago. <laughs> I, I mean, he's been it's in this game for how many so years fragile. making rap tunes? A lot <laughs> of years. Dude. Ken, stop banging the table. About ten years back in California, love days, Ken. A lot, hmm. lot more years on the Dre clock nowadays. <laughs> Are you on board for this? You've said quiet. Normally, you guys don't really. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Support. You know, I mean, matters. it's fine. It's fine. It's certainly better than Grudge Week. Better than Grudge I mean, Week. it couldn't be any worse. I think it's better. Yeah. I and there's probably better. a bit more legs to it than Synth Week. Could oh. be. You know, Synth Week was, was good, but I kind of feel like Synth Month would have been a major <sighs> stretch. When are we going to have Saw Doctors Week? <laughs> oh, very soon. Don't you worry. Uh, listen, if we'd won that All-Ireland Final. Yeah. Tell mm. That free at 16 all, Ken. Still holds my dreams. Yet more scandal on the World Service, and this one is a serious case of sibling rivalry. I've got a call here that says you're the most boring, predictable, condescending interviewer around. Go back to lecturing. You have the charisma of a sick bag. Oh, God. That's just it. I just Whoa. mentioned, not you, not me. Okay, ain't nobody fucking with my click. Click, 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 click. Ain't nobody fresher than my mom. We don't normally click, broadcast all click, the, the stuff that click, comes from scum click, around the country. Click. Dan O'Connor lives in Amsterdam, plays for Amsterdam GAA. His younger brother lives in Barcelona and plays for Barcelona GAA. Over the summer, we both dispatched all other GAA powerhouses on the continent, your Luxembourgs, your Belgiums, your Madrids, your Parises of this world, and ended up facing each other in the finals of the European Championship in Rennes last weekend. Sorry, this is Amsterdam against Barcelona. This is Cosmopolitan. Ah, Well, the classic final. Yeah, thankfully, Amsterdam came out victorious after an intense affair, but not before my brother got a black card for giving me a boot up the hole after we got into a bit of handbag. <laughs> Sorry, for doing what? A for boot booting up him up the, the hole. hole. Uh, you can have a look at the video there, Murph, as I read the rest of this email. Uh, I was centre forward, he was midfield, so the first time we came within spitting distance of each other, I decided I had to assert my dominance as the older brother. I chase him down with the intention of administering a good old shoulder. He casually sidesteps me, I lose my footing, but I drag him down rugby style and then get up and push him over in a classic attempt to save face. You're looking at it here as well, Ken. I then get pushed by his teammate, fall over myself in a way that looks something like when you try to take one foot out of your pants while getting undressed, but your foot gets caught and you keel over waving your arms. This is a very accurate uh, depiction. My brother then gets up and gives me an almighty this is have a look Murphy's mm. booting him up the backside he does he gives him a, a, it's a you'd call it a boot I'd call it a route I think we both know what we're talking about though he gets a black card I get off scot-free anyway Amsterdam roll on to the Leinster Club Championship uh, that's what it says and a relationship between two brothers is irreversibly damaged our mother was appalled that even into our 20s we could get into such merciless violence against each other <laughs> commenting I thought ye had moved past all that kind of stuff but in a funny way the video perfectly sums up who ye are as people oh, well, that's not good. sure how to take that says Dan who I notice in a power move doesn't even use his brother's name yeah. in this email yeah, just some yeah. Random brother. brother X. Yeah, yeah. Why is that a black card and not a red card? The root up the hole. Yeah. I mean, that should yeah. be a red. It should be a red card. I mean, it should be yeah, a red it's card. Fine. I mean, it it's, it's violent conduct yeah. with the boot. So why is it? Why was it a black? I thought a black card was like a uh, uh, you know to prevent the goal scoring opportunity. Not just uh, not just no. It's violent. a deliberate, uh, cynical attempt to drag down an opponent. So the black card makes no sense on any level whatsoever. Mm. Uh, because actually, Dan attempts to pull his brother I don't know that he pulls him all the way down in the initial foul like that's a that's black, a black card. card Yeah, that for, for me is a black card right. the boot up the hole well I mean it's a bit of an a la carte approach to refereeing really I mean maybe a yellow because insufficient force maybe yeah no I mean insufficient did, force to what hospitalise the yeah. recipient now you're getting cl- now, now you're getting into the spirit of things Ken <laughs> uh, yes I, f- I feel like maybe that's it. I mean I think he's lucky there yeah. I think he's very, very lucky. Yeah. I mean, if that had gone upstairs, 
I don't think they'd have had any choice. Dan, thank you so much for your email. Editor at secondcaptains.com if anybody wants to get in touch uh, on anything, really. There was some really sad news, Murph, from the GA World on Friday. Mm. Brian Mullins, one of the biggest figures in Gaelic football history, certainly in Dublin, nationwide, really, but su- such a superstar in Dublin, died aged 68. You were actually around Vincent's at the weekend. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. We were playing them in um, an intermediate uh, county quarterfinal on Saturday at five and their seniors are playing in the senior B championship semi-final in Parnell Park which as everyone anyone who's been in either place knows is direct, pretty much directly mm-hmm. across the road uh, so there's the senior game was happening at quarter past three and our game was happening at five so by the time our game was started there was a ton of people floating around from uh, the aftermath of the senior game and to see our game as well and uh yeah, it was just, uh, it was kind of like a strange and very uh, poignant day to be over in Merino. Uh, there was like a, a photograph of, of him outside and a photograph upstairs in the in the bar as well. And just a lot of people very cut up, I think, mm-hmm. um, by uh, by Brian Mullins' death. Um, because it's it's kind of, a, it's, it's a strange thing to look back on that team, the Dublin team of the 1970s, and a lot of it was about... A lot of the story of that team is about kind of the youth and the exuberance and nearly like a sort of a cosmopolitan explosion into what was like quite a rural GA organization at that time. But all like a lot of the youth was provided by Mullins. Yeah, because, a lot of it was a lot of old sagers in that team. Yeah, Guys like, have been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you look at kind of the the kind of the iconic figures of that team, you're talking about Paddy Cullen, who saved a penalty in the '74 final. Uh, Jimmy Keaveney was the top scorer mm-hmm. Tony Hanahoe was the captain not in 74 but in 76 and 77 uh, Sean Doherty I think was the captain in 74 and he was uh, of a similar vintage as well all those guys were 7 or 8 years older than Mullins Mullins was still 19 when the 74 final was played uh, and so for all that the youth and exuberance of the hill was there on the field it was actually Mullins that epitomised that kind of that freshness the youth of uh of a city kind of falling uh, falling in love with their Gaelic football team having mm-hmm. you know nearly washed it go out of existence in the previous previous 11 years um and so for for him to go uh you know at 68 is just i think a really quite a devastating quite and you know we all know how close the Dublin team have stayed how close the Kerry team have stayed uh in all of the time since then uh, and for them to have to try and, and deal with kind of the young kid, the kid that they all kind of took in under their wing in that dressing room, for him to go, I think, is a, is an especial blow. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I was talking to Fikra uh, Bratnach, actually, the former Galway footballer who was playing for Vincent's uh, after the game. And he was just saying, yeah, it's just, uh, just a mad thing to see how, just a, a very a very sad thing to see just how cut up everyone in in Vincent's is by it, even though he had been ill for for a number of months. Um, yeah, it was it, it, it. And having met Brian once or twice only, really ever, uh, in when I played for a year with Vincent's, it was it was kind of nice to have been over there for uh, on this weekend of all. Weekends. I, I met him. Um Met him on occasion. He, I actually sat beside him for a Dubs game once, and it was just really yeah. cool. Just sitting beside a legend like that, talking. And he was so nice, you know. Mm. Like you know, when somebody somebody who knows way more than you about something, yes, uh, talks to you as though you're on a level. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, but, but also you know they're kind of 
are kind of teaching you stuff without, yeah, without yeah, ramming yeah. it down your throat as well. Yeah. And he kind of, he, he's, he's, I mean, I didn't not pretend to know him well on a personal level, but he seemed to have that manner. He seemed to be very highly regarded as he's doing this work in UCD for a long time as mm. well. But just that the career was incredible, but it's like obviously as well, because he had the car accident in the middle of it, which by all accounts, people, you know, c- yeah. could have, well, could have been, could have, Bit, bit worse than just ending a fatal. career, yeah. 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 But uh, you know, miss a lot of football and maybe wasn't quite the same player. You know, you're always going to lose something in a situation like that. But was still just as valuable when he came back and won another All Ireland in in the eighties and still going at it into the mid eighties, still trying to yeah. win more All Irelands. Like yeah. it really and is a remarkable kind of. Uh, it's it's just one of the great stories. I think Kevin Heffern and you're reading all this this week. Kevin Heffern, suppose he didn't. The story was oh he didn't really have favourites except for his couple of favourites yeah. and one of them was Brian Mullins. Mullins. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I think you, you kind of made the point that he was a national. He absolutely was a national figure as well. You were talking about. I think the Irish Indo did a you know, top 50 Gaelic footballers of all time. And he finished seventh in that three or four years ago. And I think that that is, you're you're getting some indication of the status he had far beyond Dublin in that scenario. And there was an element as well, I think that he summed up a lot of what country people think about the Dublin footballers in that they're not to be, like the sort of the physicality, the no-nonsense approach of Dublin football over the last 30 or 40 years Mullins created it in a lot of ways and epitomised it. Sort of be like a like a like a Jack like kind of like a James McCarthy mix with a bit of Brian Fenton. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I think you're uh, McCarthy. Not many players could could live up to what you just described there, but I think that that's a pretty good summation of Brian Mullins. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And he is my second captain. Second captain. That's uh-huh. the humorous competition. I saw that. Important man for my selection. What is it all about? There's no telling it's about the pig. I love me county. It's a dump. We're going to do it. Loads of great stuff on the way in the World Service this week for members only. We're going to cover the escalating problems around abuse of referees in the GAA tomorrow. There's a big week in the Champions League as well, including Liverpool against Rangers. All of that is yours for uh, just a fiver a month plus fat on secondcaptains.com. Murph, please, please tell me you brought the bower on in today. 
had some oh, live actually, show news. Can you just, it, you know, yeah. I actually had a, I played so hard last week, I actually <laughs> had to really bring it into the shop, but it, it should be fine. If it sounds a little off to you, yeah, right. that's what's okay. happened, right? So All just, right, have a go. There we go. No, just let me get settled now. Okay, yeah, whenever you want. Hit it. One of our favourite sports people of the world and Olympic champ Kelly Harrington is releasing her autobiography, Kelly, on October 27th and we'll be doing the official book launch and an exclusive interview with Kelly at the Liberty Hall Theatre that very night as part of this year's Dublin Book Festival. Sounding great there, Uh, Sorry, I'm... Generating my excitement through the form of oh, Bauron. Yeah, no, 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 I did a yeah. good, good That's job. That's how excited I am right now. You guys will remember our chat with her, with Kelly, at the Gangs All Here show a few years ago when she brought the house down. We'll send her off for a little club show, get her a baiting, and see how that turns out. <laughs> Wonderful memories. What a very special night that one was. And we're sure to have another one on the 27th of October. Kelly has been working with the Booker Prize winning author Roddy Doyle on this project, so it's going to be great and we can guarantee you an amazing chat. Tickets will be €25, Euro, and that includes a copy of the book, which retails at the same price. So a copy of Kelly is your only cost, basically. It's on Thursday, 27th of October, Liberty Hall Theatre, with the conversation starting at 7pm. To be there, get booking at dublinbookfestival.com. Click on programme. You can also go to secondcaptains.com forward slash live. And we've also tweeted a link, so we will hopefully see you on the 27th of October. Take it home there, Murph. Okay, one more rousing Baron send-off coming your way on. <laughs> you! Yeah. Uh, opening day of 90s hip-hop week. We simply have to start with Coolio to put right the... Gangsters Paradise messiness from last Farago. week. Farago. Lots of amazing Kudio stories circulating in the last few days. It was obviously the the appearance on Open House on yes. Irish television, which people may have uh, may have. I'm sure everyone's seen that at this stage. There was there seems to be some misunderstanding about whether or not that they knew they were booking they they booked Kudio by accident. The yeah. story went well uh, under that tweet that went viral. I saw somebody who had worked on it. Andrew Flood saying he was part of the production team. Coolio wasn't booked by mistake. They knew they were booking Coolio, whoever did the booking. But the producer misheard at a meeting and thought we'd booked Julio Iglesias. <laughs> Upon being set straight, he uttered the immortal words, Coolio, who the fuck is Coolio? <laughs> so there goes that one. Uh, there's also a lot of great videos. There's one Sean tweeted, remember when Coolio did a gig in Preston, ran into a group of random students outside and went back to their place where he made caprese salad, chicken a la dame and peach crumble and they jammed <laughs> Gangsta's Paradise. What a guy. Uh, it's a good video if you want to have a look at that one. Yeah. Coolio was also due to play a gig at the weekend with an old friend of ours in the show well what's next for you what's next for Hadaway he'd been due to perform a joint I Love the 90s gig with his pal Hadaway yeah Hadaway said the gig would go ahead in tribute to Coolio but according to the report I read important to note there will be no one taking over Coolio's spot on the tour because in Hadaway's eyes there is no replacement Mm. and I would echo those words what a legend Coolio was and I'm saying that even uh, though he once hit on my ex-girlfriend but there you go <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, are, are you going? Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it's a, listen. Yeah. It's not really my well, story to tell. It's not your story. Well, I mean, we weren't actually. Well, I mean, we basically told. We it weren't there. actually going out anymore. But I was still at a. I was still in a headspace where I felt a pang of jealousy in hearing this story. Oh, okay, of right. Coolio hitting on my yeah yeah um, ex girlfriend. Well, so there you go. And even at that, I still have the height of respect for the man. That just goes listen, to show it, you the love yeah. I have for nineties hip hop, Merv. It's like yeah, it's it's. Like my wife's and I spent backstage with MGMT, you know? I don't know what happened. I don't even <laughs> ask anymore on. Jesus. MGMT. That's how long I've been going out with my wife. <laughs> what do you got there? You got something? No, no, I've got... Oh, I've, sorry. No, I just saw you. Sometimes you turn your computer in my direction. I think you've got something else you want to... Nah. Let's play out today with Fantastic Voyage. Ah, uh, yeah. Souvenir Siri Masked in Angle. In oh. fairness, say. This song actually does tail off a bit near the end, so I don't know. I'll let you make the call. If you want to fade out, I'll just I'll leave it up to you. 
I mean, in the spirit of what we're doing here, maybe you should mm. play it all out. Thanks, Murph. Thank you, Owen. Gurmagut. Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks for listening. Sign up now on secondcaptains.com. You'll also hear every episode ad-free. Remember, the Second Captains podcast is part of the... A-Cast Creator Network. Network. Here's Coolio with Fantastic Voyage.
Deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.